Today's topic is cooling tunnels and tunnel pasteurizers. So, at home, the reason why we heat up our food is because we want to cook it and make them more pleasant than, you know, we make them more, I don't know, palatable. But in factories, the reason why cooking food, aside from cooking it, the reason why they heat it is to kill off the bacteria, uh, which might cause the food to spoil. And we call that process of heating food up to prevent spoilage, we call that pasteurization. Now, it wouldn't be very intelligent if we would take a pasteurized product that's free of all bacteria and then dump it into a container that's full of bacteria. That wouldn't make any sense. So um, what one way to solve that problem is to put the food into the bottle or the container when it's still hot. Um, and then the heat from that from the food that you put into there, from the liquid or the, let's say that the apple juice that you put into there, will sterilize the container itself. So now we have sterile uh, juice and we have a sterile container and everything's great. Okay. Another choice is that... Um, we don't necessarily put the food in hot. We, yes or no? We'll talk about that in a minute. But we put, but we're going to pasteurize the food and the container simultaneously once the food is already in there. So we put the food into the container, we seal it up, and then we, um, and then we uh, pasteurize it after that. Now, um, uh, one one way of doing that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> is like canning. That's not what we're talking about today. Um, but what, what we're talking about is uh, a different way of doing that. And, and the idea is, well, I guess even with King, this point I'm going to say is true, which is the idea is you get the product and in the container, um, actually both ways, even if you sterilize it by hot filling, we, we get the, the product in the container to stay hot at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time, and that's a sterilization. For example, we might say it has to be 140 degrees for 15 minutes, and that's going to sterilize the product and the container, and depending on the situation, you know, what, what the temperature and the time, etc., is. Um, those are like a detail. Okay, now, um, <clears throat> how do you heat up? How are you going to heat up a container that's full of food, full of some kind of a product? And then how do you keep it hot for long enough to say that we did our however many minutes we need or how much time we need at that temperature? And after we finish it, okay, um, how do we get the containers that are now boiling hot to be cooled down so we could package them and label them and walk around them in the plant and not have to touch these burning hot containers? Also, um, what happens if, if we're dealing with a glass container? How do we cool it down without cracking that glass? So we, you know, if we just dump cold water onto a boiling hot glass, it's going to crack the glass. So one way to answer all these questions and to deal with all these things is <clears throat> using the having the containers go through a tunnel, either a tunnel pasteurizer that heats up the, the product or a cooling tunnel which cools the product. Okay, and I'm going to talk about the two of those things. Um, they're very similar. The the very the two of them they're variations of the same piece of equipment. The, the halachic status is not the same, but the equipment is the same. Excuse me. So I'm going to talk about those two things: a cooling, uh, a heating, uh, uh, cooling tunnel, and a tunnel pasteurizer. Now, let's first talk about what, what it is. Okay, so a tunnel, the, the way the tunnels are, they're really, they tend to be very big. So it could be 20 feet wide and 75 feet, 100 feet long. Like a really, it's long and wide, um, but the place where the bottles are, in, often it's bottles, but I keep using that as an example, the bottles in the tunnel or the cans um, will be just, it, it, the whole tunnel is not very tall. It's only tall enough to hold the inside of the of the tunnel might be just tall enough just to hold one bottle uh, with you know with a drop of space above it. Um, so um, what happens is you put a, a zillion bottles will be passing will be on a belt and they'll be moving through the tunnel slowly, maybe uh, one foot a minute. Um, and as they do, as they pass through the tunnel, water is pouring down on them as these cans are moving through. 
Now, in a cooling tunnel, what you do is you're putting the bottles in already hot. So we're not trying to pasteurize. The, the bottle and the, and the container, the bottle and the uh, product are already pasteurized, so they don't need pasteurization. Everything's, but it's just very hot. So what we need to do is <clears throat> we need to cool it down. So what we do is as the, con as the containers pass through the tunnel, what will happen is the water in at the beginning, the, the first, what they call the first zone of the, of the tunnel, the water will be pretty hot. Okay, maybe just a drop cooler than what the bottle is, and then or the can is, and then slowly as it moves through, in the second in the second zone it gets cooler, and the third zone even cooler until let's say the fourth zone it's completely ambient temperature to cool the can off. So for example, let's say we have uh, we're, we're, we have jelly, um, you know, grape jelly. <coughs> it's it comes the the jelly is coming in the cans, the bottle, the, the jars of jelly are coming in at 190 degrees. So the water in the first zone might be just hitting it at 160 degrees. So it's a little bit of a cooling, a little bit cooler, but it's still very hot water. And then as you move along the tunnel, then in the second zone, the water is a little cooler and cooler and cooler um, until um, at the end, they're going out at about ambient temperature. So they'll leave the tunnel at 100 degrees. Okay. Now the opposite happens um, in a tunnel pasteurizer. What happens is the, the cans are coming in or the containers are coming in at ambient temperature and the water in its verse, first zone might be only 100 degrees, so just a drop warmer than they were. But each of the zones keeps getting hotter and hotter to heat it up. Sometimes in a tunnel pasteurizer, the very final zone will actually be a cooling zone. Okay, but by and large, the idea here is to keep making it hotter and hotter as it goes through, to build up temperature, and then hold it at that temperature, whatever the, the temperature they need to have, to consider it to be pasteurized. Now, when the, this water, that's all this water that's pouring down, is very much recycled and reused. But it's not just recycled, it's actually um, circulated in a pretty intelligent and ingenious way. And that is as follows. L let's talk about uh, tunnel pasteurizer. Okay, so in, a, in my tunnel pasteurizer, I'm, I'm going to act, I'm going to describe it as if the cans are coming from the right side to the left side. They come in on the right and they go through to the left. So zone one is in the right side and zone four is all the way on the left side. So that's how the cans are moving from right to left. But the water so to speak, moves from left to right, which means to say is um, the water in, in the fourth zone, that's the, the, all the way to the right, is coming, is, is, was heated by a heat exchanger, that water, where it came from, we'll get to at the end, but that water got heated by a heat exchanger, and it's coming, pouring down on the cans at 180 degrees in the fourth zone. It pours it down, it, it's raining down on the cans at 180 degrees. And that's the final heating for the, um, for the cans. Now, the water that came pouring down on these cans, it was, it came in at 180. By the time it gets to the bottom, you know, after it pours through the cans, it's only 150 degrees. That water that's 150 degrees gets pumped to the third zone. So that's the zone before it. So it comes down the cans at 150. Now, the cans that are coming in to zone number three, they're not 150 degrees, they get heated up by the cans. Okay, in, in the zone three, those the, the water gets cooled to 120 degrees by, by heating up those cans. It goes to zone two, where it pours down 120 degrees. It gets from, from there it gets cooled down to 90 degrees, and the 90 degree water is pumped to the first zone where it drops onto the cans coming in. So the cans coming in are at ambient temperature, let's say they're 60 degrees, 70 degrees. They get hit by water that's 90 degrees, <clears throat> and that water then cools down. And now the water coming out of the first zone. The water coming out of the um, first zone, get it. that water gets sent to the heat exchanger, um, which gets heated and sent back to the fourth zone. 
Okay, so what's going on here is that the water that's coming in in the fourth zone at 180 degrees is leaving the end, at, for it is the end, which is the beginning of the tunnel. It's leaving at, 90, at, I don't know, 75 degrees, and then it gets reheated to be sent back again. So the water is used again and again. Um, um, the water is being used is being used again and again. Um, <clears throat> now, I, I, of course, a certain amount of the water is, gets stuck on the cans. You know, the cans leave wet. The, a certain amount of water is lost, but by and large, the same water um, is being used again and again all day long. And that water is only heated once. It's heated once when it gets in into the fourth zone, and then it gives up some of its heat into each one of the zones until it gets heated again. Okay, now this ex exact system that I described is used exactly the exactly the same way, just in reverse for a cooling tunnel. Where there, the water, <coughs> um, the 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 container, let's say, I said in my case before of jelly, the jelly is coming in boiling hot, it gets hit by the hottest water, um, and then the last zone of the water is the coolest, um, so the water coming out of the hottest zone, which is the first one, would be sent to a chiller, so that it can come back into the fourth zone, um, which can uh, pour down on it the coldest water where the can is, by that point, the bottle has been the coldest, and this cooling tunnels are, this slow process is a really, works very well, for, as I mentioned, for glass bottles, because they could break if they get, hit them with cold water at first. Okay, so, so that's the, the, the way the machine works. Um, again, it works the same for the tunnel pasteurizer or the cooling tunnel. In both, in both cases, the water goes from zone to zone to zone in the opposite direction of the, of the containers. Um, the ca containers are either being heated or cooled, while the water is being cooled or heated, the opposite of what's happened to the cans. Okay, now, now let's think about what the status of these things is. So, um, <clears throat> they, as I said, they keep work, they work the same, but in order to understand the halachal and the halachal difference between them, we have to turn to uh, Simon Kofei's halachal gimel, and we see like this: when food is yatzelad so it's hot and it's in a cleavation, that's the pot that you know we cooked in, then time transfers completely between foods or containers and things like that. Um, makes a difference as long even if the the food. Uh, even if there's like cold food moves into this hot pot, everything transfers in a cleavation, which is yatzlitzbo. Even if even if some of the things that are there are end up not being hot. Now, what happens if hot food comes from the cleavation <coughs> onto an onto cold food? Um, as a rule, all the transfer that's going to happen is going to be a blea of kate but just a very thin layer of blea is going to happen. Now, um, sometimes it makes a difference whether the hot food is on top or on the bottom. If the hot food is moving or stationary. Okay, but that, that's, those are details that are not so important for right now, okay? Um, more, more time transfers when uh, the, the, just for, in short, more time transfers when the heat is on the bottom or in the stationary position rather than when it's on the top or the moving position. Okay, now, <clears throat> we understand that whether something is Yad Sledespoi, not Yad Sledespoi, makes a difference. So to our mind, we understand that Blea happens more easily when something is hot than when it's not hot. But what's the difference if it's in a cleavation or if it was eerie, like I said, when you pour it, all of a sudden the rules are different. Or if it was in a cliche, what's the difference if it's a, if it's the cleavation or not the cleavation? So the answer to that question comes from Matosis, who says that the temperature is exactly the same in the cleavation and the cliche. It potentially is the same temperature, but the difference is like this: in the cleavation, the the walls of the container, the the pot itself, the walls of the pot itself maintain or increase the heat of the food. And in a cliché, it's the opposite. The walls are drawing heat away from the food. Um, they're, they're cooling the food and drawing heat away from them. So it's because of this that the, in the cliché, the food is in a 
becoming cooler and, and the, the walls are drawing heat away from them, that's why time doesn't transfer the same as in the Clevetian, where the walls are keeping the temperature or maybe, or maybe even increasing it. Okay, so that's what Tai says is the difference between the Clevetian and the Clevetian. Now, understanding that difference in Clevetian and Clevetian leads to two possible Chumras um, from the general rule that I told you before. The first is, what happens if the walls are the, of the Clevetian are somehow heated to such an extent that they don't cool off the product anymore? Okay, they're not doing that job anymore. They're for, somehow they got so, they're so saturated with heat that they don't do that anymore. Then potentially they it doesn't have the this weak status of being a klishenia, and rather it becomes like a klivishin. So the taz and the shach seem to be machmer for this. Chavzas and primgodim are not so are not so excited about it. But there's a possibility that that might be true. That if what we say if it no defanas and makaras, the walls are not cooling it off, then it doesn't have the status of a klishenia anymore. Our second possible chumr is, is for Dover Gush, which is what happens is if the food is not in a cleavage anymore, but it's a solid mass, it's a, it's a Dover Gush, and which means is that it holds onto its heat. And the, the fact that the walls are cooling off don't have such an effect on a, on a Dover Gush. It, might, it has an effect on a liquid, but not so much on a Dover Gush. So then there's a whole machlikus about that. Drama is makel about a Dover Gush. Mishmur says you should be machmer. That to treat a double gush like it's like it's still in a clearish, even though it's not, even though it's as if it's a clearish, that's a shach and among the rum shita. So Mishmur says you should be machmer for that shita. Okay, so those are two possible chumras once we understand why klisheni is different than clearish. Okay, so now now let's turn to our tunnel pasteurizer and then to our cooling tunnel. In ton, in a tunnel pasteurizer, seemingly it seems to us, it seems that the time should transfer completely between the product, the container. And the water and the belt, all the different parts here that we have. We have you know, let's say we have jelly, grape jelly in the in the in the jar. We have a jar. We have water pouring onto it, and then a belt that's that, that it's sitting on. Now, the water that's pouring on is not a cleavation. Maybe it's irreclavation. Maybe even less than that. Think about it. the water is pouring from someplace and it's pouring onto this thing. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not um, in the cleavation at that point. But the fact is that that water is is heating up the cans. It's not just holding on to temperature or hot, hitting on to cold. No, no, this is water is so hot or it's being so much of it, however you want to say it, that it takes a pro, uh, something that was uh, not Yad Saladispoi. It was ambient temperature and it heats up well over Yad Saladispoi. I mentioned the case before and we can make it 150, 180 degrees. Okay, so seemingly we have to treat that as a cleavation. It, it's... it's Taking a cold thing and turning it hot, well, that seems to be that's a cleavation. Um, it, it's, it's way beyond when I said about a case of not having Tafanas Makaras. It's not just that the Tafanas are not Makaras. Here, the, the liquid is actually heating the thing up to make it hotter and hotter, exactly which is what happens in a cleavation. So that, that's, it's therefore assumed that in the tunnel pasteurizer, the water pouring down on the, on the containers becomes trafe. Uh, and then it transfers time from that water, transfers time from there onto the belt and to other parts of the tunnel. Okay, now at the end, I'm going to say other, there are going to be some possible reasons to be makeal about these cases, but for the overall idea is that in a tunnel pasteurizer, the water is treated as if it's a cleavation here, and therefore blea is transferred completely all the way through from the product to the, to the water, to the, to the belt, etc. So in order to use a trafe tunnel pasteurizer for kosher, um, what you have to do is you have to drain all that water. Again, the water keeps getting recycled. So you drain the water out, not use it for 24 hours, and then you want boiling water to be sprayed over the whole system, and the belt needs to be moving so we kosher all parts of the belt. Now, what's going to happen is um, there's going to be, when you kosher, there's no 
containers running through the tunnel pasteurizer. So therefore, since there are no containers, as the water pours down, let's say in the fourth zone, the hottest water pours down the fourth, so you have water that's roischem pouring down the fourth zone, it's not going to get cool. It's going to stay basically at that same temperature. So in the third zone, it'll continue to be at temperature in the second and first. I mean, usually when you have cans running through, the cans are taking so much heat from them that the water cools down. But here, when we're kashering, it should be pretty easy to keep that water uh, at Roischem temperatures in all the zones, again, because the water doesn't cool down. Of course, at the beginning, as the machine heats up, it'll cool down a little bit, but you keep circulating that water, you should not have a problem being able to kosher it. Okay, so we drain the water, let it sit for 24 hours, and then run water through until it's coming out, even from the the coldest zone, so to speak, which would be the first zone, coming out at the Roischem temperatures that you're looking for. Now, that was all a tunnel pasteurizer. Now let's switch to a cooling tunnel. It's really hard to think of time transferring in the cooling tunnel. Because think about it. The, the, the food that's in the containers is, was, not, was put into those uh, containers. The container isn't, was, wasn't heated in the container. It was poured from, uh, I don't know, from a, a kettle. You cooked up, and, uh, let's say, the jelly, and you put it into the, you put it into the, into the thing. So the, the, the jars that are going into the tunnel are cliché. Now, uh, you could say that the the water hitting the the jars in the first uh, in the first zone maybe is not the fondest mikaris, but it's not it's not really so convincing to say that. That's because remember the water that's pouring down is colder than the cans are. So if the cans come in at one hundred and eighty, then the water pouring down is going to be one hundred and fifty. Okay, it's not going to be at that point that we're trying to cool, so it's going to be cooler than that. So it's hard It's hard to say we're not having the finest Makaris when that's ex- actually exactly what's happening. The water is the water is cooling the, the, the finest, which is cooling the product. That's exactly what's happening here. Um, also, and if you, it's hard to call this a double gush. It, it's true that a jar per se is a double gush, but the food wasn't cooked in there. So the, the food, the thing that's in there is really just a plain old klisheni. That's what it is. It's a klisheni. And the klisheni is not considered uh, a double gush. Now, um, we know, or I mentioned, sorry, I mentioned earlier that when um, when you have a klisheni, the only m- amount of time that transfers is just a kate klipa, just a thin layer's worth of the food. That's the whole blia that happens is a kate klipa. Well, that means a kate klipa is the thickness, the, the thickness of the container. The container is a kate klipa. So it can't get through the container. Um, now, there are those who hold that there's a, a full time transfer, even in the klisheni, not like I said beforehand. Um, but in order to do that, in this case, it's not just that it has to transfer into klisheni. It has to, in, what it has to do that is a klisheni and go through the walls of the container, right? It doesn't help that if the container is, if the walls are trafed, no one cares about that. That's going to a person who's buying trafed. It has to go through the container into the water to make a difference going further. Now, usually we machmer based on halachas and simen tzadi beis to say the time does transfer through water. But to that, short says like, listen, we're being machmer to say time transfers completely in a klisheni, which is not the ikra, then that time, even in a klisheni, passes all the way through, and that it should pass through the walls of contains which itself is a machoikas or a suffix. Um, so, therefore, that's considered a big chumrah, and you don't have to replace the water. The water does not become trafe in a kli, in a cooling tunnel, and the male, of course, the whole rest of the tunnel, also, the the the, the belt, etc., also don't get affected. Now, some people are machwa, and they'll drain the water, um, but uh, to, to say that even that the, the, the belt and the, and the rest of the chamber comes straight is harder to, to really hard to justify in a cooling tunnel. Okay, okay so it's very different than the, than the tunnel pasteurizer, uh, where there it is, seems very clear that it is straight. Now, 
sorry, at least I mentioned the difference to them. <coughs> the, the different the difference in the I'm sorry, uh, difference between a cooling tunnel and a tunnel pasteurizer, and halachically what the difference between them is. You know, Matzias wise, they're very similar. Um, now the now some additional factors that come into play when we're talking about a tunnel pasteurizer, I guess, or even a cooling tunnel, a reason extra reasons to be mako. And that is um, till now I keep telling you <coughs> we've been assuming that what's in the container was trafe. Well, that, that, that's the point. It's trafe, and therefore we're worried about it. Okay, but in truth, um, that's not always exactly the, the, the what goes on in the tunnel. And that is like this, um, in, in, a, in a, from a few different angles. Okay, the first is not. No, the first is different than that a little bit, which is that the Ramah says in Archaim that we're machmer to say that tam is absorbed into and out of glass. The machaber is makel about that. Uh, he holds no glass through glass. <clears throat> and even the Ramah says, you could be so much that Tam doesn't transfer through. So just something to bear in mind that a lot of in a lot of the uh, situations, the tunnel pasteurizer will be dealing with a glass jar. Um, and a glass jar um, has already this this in, in the back of our minds is that wait a second, it's only a chumrah to say that tam transfers in the air at all. Now a second thing is that we generally accept that's not to talk about, we've talked about it other times, and not for today. We generally assumes that if the only thing that's trafe in a clea is stamyayin, then bleas that goes through from a stamyayin through to the other side of a container are gonna be bottom. Um, so that means is if the case I keep saying that we have a jar of of grape jelly and the grape jelly is trafe, then that the, the issue of that grape jelly is that it's stamyayin. That the, the the time of that stamyayin has to pass through the glass jar into the water in the tunnel pasteurizer. That water, the time would be bottled by the time it gets into the tunnel pasteurizer. So that's another side in some situations to be made up. Okay, um, and similarly, the third thing, the similarly similar is that um, if the thing that's in the container, if if it's not trafe but it's milchigs, um, often uh, the the milchigs is. It, it's not bottled in the in the food itself. No, of course not. But it it's a small enough amount that when it passes through through the walls, it's also be bottled. Like I said, by by stamina. I, I didn't not always in every case, but there will be situations where these um, three things that I mentioned will be additional factors to consider about whether the the water has to be replaced and the, the equipment has to be captured.